The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Cowboys Storylines with Nick Eatman. What's up? It's time for Cowboys Storylines. It's Thursday, October 26th. I'm Nick Eatman here, and we're going to talk Cowboys and Rams. Cowboys are finally getting back from this bye week. You know, I was just talking with uh, Isaiah Stanbeck just now on Talking Cowboys and and how this is such a it's such a long two weeks when you're coming uh, off the bye. When you when you get to this point here and what are you talking about? You could try to talk about the Rams, but it's not an opponent that, you know, is is got a whole lot of intrigue. They got some good players. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying it won't be a tough game, but but you know, the matchups not not like it, you know, like it would just sell on a, on its Self, um, you know, and so when you when you're two games, two weeks removed from a game, you know, it, it it takes a long time. That's why it's so important to win that game heading into the bye because if you don't, it seems to linger even more. So at least the Cowboys got that win. They're sitting at four and two. Since that game, there's been a lot of things that kind of happened that. I think sort of favor the Cowboys. It, it just shows that that you know there's there's a lot of you know uh, there's a lot of parity. Uh, teams that we thought were really good may may not be as great. I know the Eagles are good. Michael Parsons thinks the Eagles are good. Uh, we've talked about that, but uh, no, they are good. I mean, the record says that they are. But guess what? The Cowboys get to face them in a couple of weeks. But not we're not jumping ahead of the Rams. Just know that where they stand right now, uh, that will be a huge game. If the Cowboys can take care of business there and and beat, uh, it's going to be a big game anyways. But uh, it'll if the Cowboys can can get to five and two this week and beat the Rams and extend this winning streak at home, um, that's I, I believe at ten games right now could be eleven. And let me say this: credit to the fans. Credit to the fans for for making it a place where it's tough to play. Because let's be honest, it wasn't always that way. Um, it's not an easy place. To, to have a dominant home crowd, uh, you know, we, we've talked about this before. It um, it can get loud, of course, but you know, AT and T Stadium is is a it's a destination place. Uh, when when other teams look at the schedule, they they look at Dallas and go, hey. Let's go to Dallas. Let's go to this stadium if we've never been. Easy to get to wherever you are in the uh, in the country. Um, it's going to be good weather. You don't have to worry about that. Uh, so so you know it's a place where you, you are going to see a lot of fans from other teams. And and but but credit the Cowboys and the fans and the players and all that for for winning these games and and and, and having this streak at home. Um, another thing that's going to happen this week at, at halftime is uh, uh, Demarcus Ware is going to go into the uh, Ring of Honor official. Um, so that that will be cool to see that. So, all right, 888-855-2297. That is the phone uh, number, and we got a couple callers already on the line. So let's get started. We got Michael in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Michael, what's up? All right, so trade deadline's coming up. Mm-hmm. I saw an article on USA Today Sports last night, and uh, I want to get your take on it, if it's possible think it's doable. I think if it happens, the Cowboys, I think they'll get past the Eagles. I, I think it's a big big deal if they could do it. The two options that they addressed in the article were you send the number one draft pick next year to the Tennessee Titans for Derrick Henry, and you're done. Or you send the number five draft pick 
and Tony Pollard to the Titans for Derrick Henry. And, you know, I guess you have Rico as your as your mm-hmm. one-two punch instead of Pollard and Henry. Do you think either of those is possible? Do you think either it could be likely? I think it would make it – the way the Cowboys are wanting to run so much, I mean – Derrick Henry. I mean, he, he's like uh, he's like uh, Zeke plus. I mean, yeah. All right, here. Um, I appreciate the call, Michael. Um, here, here's the problem that we have. I can sit here and say, "Hey, guys, it's your show," and it, and it is. The problem is, is that it's not. This isn't a topic that I can really address that much. At Dallas Cowboys radio, Dallas Cowboys websites, our properties. We're not going to sit here and talk about players on other teams. Um, I know it's not as fun for you guys. I get it because this is the time where, where you want to have all these scenarios and USA Today can do that kind of stuff. And the radio stations can do that. And we have people th- that, that work on these, on these shows and these podcasts that, that have other affiliates that they can do that. It's harder for us to do that because what happens is here's why is that any player that you just mentioned if we sat here and talked about it and talked about it for a while and then it happened then other teams are looking around and going well this was in the works for a long time the cowboys were were tampering they were already talking about it because on their radio shows on their own website they were talking about it they, and so this was this was a done deal way before it happened so that's why that's why it's just hard for us to to go down that road with specific players okay so specific players, I'm not going to go there with you. But if you want to talk about big, strong, experienced running backs in the league, if there was a guy out there that's done some things, um, I I think that could help the Cowboys. I think they could use a running back like that. Um, I'm not looking to trade Tony Pollard for it, though. I'm not looking to trade Pollard for a guy. I'm not. That's not what I'm trying. That's not going all in to me. That that's just saying. All right. That's a that's addressing one problem. Now I got another problem. Um. I mean, I, I you need playmakers. So I I think if you're going to add a running back, I think you got to add him to the list with Tony Pollard and whatever that takes. Um. I don't think the Cowboys would part ways with it. I don't think the think about this. You're not going to trade a first-round pick for a running back when you don't even want to draft one in the first round. I mean, like, like teams don't like to draft running backs in the first round unless they're really, really special. And so I don't think you're going to, you know, you're, you're not going to trade for one uh, who's been in the league and he's on the downside of his career, I would think, as a running back. So that's why, that's, that's why it's going to be tough to trade for any running back Teams are going to want value for their for their player, but at the same time, you know it's this is not a Herschel Walker situation. That those days are gone. That's not going to happen. All right, next caller, Travis in San Antonio. Travis, what's up? Hey Nick, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? Good. Um, just a couple things. I know it's been kind of a not a theme, but kind of what's been talked about. And I just wanted to give my theory and see if I'm if you think I'm crazy or not. But um, on the Man. whole. On the whole, yeah, you might. You never know. On, on well, the we're whole, all crazy. Yeah, we're all crazy in our <laughs> right. own little way. You know what I mean? Yeah, we are. yeah. To an extent, yeah, yeah. Um, the whole Jerry Steven thing, you know, I've listened to, to Broadus the last couple days, the last couple weeks, and, you know, he's the thing that I always like about Broadus is he's very uh, honest about, like, hey, I sucked or whatever, you know. <laughs> he, he just kind of says he says it like it is, mm-hmm. which is which is great, but mm-hmm. – the whole, you know, he's he's even said this week, I want the old Jerry back, the old Jerry back that 
you want two first round picks for Joey Galloway here, take them. Let's go. He said um, that. Yeah, Brada said yep. that. Yep. Um, because just because. And I guess uh, the first point is it's kind of like a coach. You know how we always talk about coaches, and we always want a coach to to understand where their team at is in a game. Mm-hmm. Um, it happened to Ron Rivera a couple weeks ago, where he was like, "They could have gone for two to beat the Eagles, and he didn't." And they were after the game, he was asked, "Why didn't you go for two? Or I think it was the Giants. Mm-hmm. And um, he said, "Well, you know, my team was exhausted." And they were like, "Well, yeah, that's so. Go for two. Go for the win. Like if you know your team is exhausted, why would you want to go to overtime?" Right. So it's just kind of the same thing. It's like understand, and I'm not saying you, you can do it every year because not every year you have an amazing team. But you have to have. I think you have to have a little bit of a pulse on the team to know like this may be our best chance, even looking forward to do it now. So let's be aggressive. Let's go. And I guess you know he used to be that way, and I think somewhat because I heard Rob's call yesterday. I think somewhat what's happened is like he used to be that way. He got burned on the Galloway trade. He got burned on the Lord Williams trade. And then I think Stevens come in, and he's kind of been the yin to Jerry's gang, where he's kind of like, you know, Jerry still wants to do it, but he's like, hey, you know, maybe we should, we got to think about X, Y, and Z. So he's kind of scaled back a little bit. Yeah. And I do think just being competitive, although it's great, it is good for business. All right, Ma- you, all right, Michael, hold on. Oh, Travis, sorry, sorry, Travis. Yeah. Um, Travis, let me ask you this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. throw it back at you. What are the three name the three times where you think Jerry has kind of gone all in and made moves like that? Can you give me three examples? I don't think uh, I know you. I know you said that the Larry Cooper thing was that. I don't think that was it because, and I'll tell you why. Because although the Amari Cooper thing was like, yeah, we gave a first round pick. Mm-hmm. What was the reason we had to do that? We yeah, went into yeah. the season going, ah, we got we got enough. But, we, we we like our receivers. Right? What, that was the reason. Okay, but give me give me some examples of these moves that are like big moves. And you wouldn't call that a big move, trading a first round pick. No, because you did that at desperation. Okay, so when it, has that happened? It, when 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 has Jerry done this? Then what is the old Jerry doing? What Joey Galloway? Yeah, I mean, okay. I guess it's it's more so. It, I'm not saying that was right back then to do it. Then I'm saying it's you want to be. I guess it's marrying the two together, like. Those weren't necessarily the great moves. That was probably overpaying and not the right time to do it. That's yeah. what I'm saying about the whole coach. Like, understand, like, if this is the right time, be willing to do it. And the two things, like, like right now, someone called yesterday and said, you know, we're we're okay at corner. We're okay at corner, but if we have – if Gilmore or Bland goes down, we're yeah. going to be just like we were last year where we have guys coming off the street. Yeah. So add one to it. Like okay. a Jalen Johnson from the Bears, I'd give up a second round pick. And the other thing that I would do is, um, I know it's a popular one, but Derrick Henry. I don't think I know you mentioned yesterday that the compensation might be crazy, but I don't think it's going to be because he's a thirty. He's almost thirty. He's a running back, and yeah. maybe next year's four and a you know pick a defensive lineman. And I'm not saying just pick one like whatever, but Doran Armstrong or somebody like that, because the 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 offensive line to your point is. Not necessarily the uh, like they're not blocking well right now. I think they will figure it out. Yeah, but they didn't block always well for Zeke last year. But what we always say, he would turn one into three. Yeah, he two into four. So I think that would really help. And those are the two moves. 
the two moves that I would make. All right, I, they, I appreciate that. Thanks, uh, thanks for the call, Travis. And I, and you know, I think I think the Cowboy. I know a lot of you speak for a lot of Cowboy fans that kind of want to do something, want want them to to kind of um, you know fix some needs here. Uh, I think the Cowboys would like to fix some needs now that could also help down the road. Cornerback makes sense there because. You know, Diggs will be back, but then also, and Bland is here. But then, you know, how much more does Gilmore have? And and if you could have another cornerback in that group that you could have and and resign, that makes sense. Running back, um, you know, running back is is tricky. You know, it's a tricky position. Um, and so if you get if you get an older running back, it's still probably not going to be your answer for the future. And who's to say that you have to do that? Maybe you you. You draft one and and you know in the, in the first, second, third round and next year and, and move on. So yeah, there's a lot of options the Cowboys could go. Let me say this though, I do put Amari Cooper in one of those moves. I, I kind of say three three times that Jerry has done. I mean, let's just call it what it is: trading a first round pick. When you trade a first round pick, um, and, it, and it happened in 2000 with Joey Galloway, it happened in 2008 with uh, Roy Williams, and then it happened in 2018 with Amari Cooper. Um, they they made the playoffs in 2009, right after Roy Williams, and they made it that year with Amari Cooper. But go back and, and look, and, and of course Joey Galloway that that he got hurt. After they made that deal with Joey Galloway, they didn't make the playoffs for four seasons. After the the uh, trade with Roy Williams, they made it the next year, but then they didn't make it four out of the five years. And then with Amari Cooper, they made it that year and then didn't make it for two straight years. So, I mean, you, you can just make the argument either way. Do, do, ha, have these moves helped right then? Yes and no. Have they helped long term? Maybe not. So a um, lot of things to kind of factor in and when you're giving up. And I don't think the Cowboys are going to give up a first-round pick for anybody. I just don't think that that's going to happen uh, this year. All right. Uh, Steve in Newport, Washington. Steve, what's up, man? I, I got a question. I, got, uh, I was real impressed in the preseason with Hunter Lipke. Okay. And I think they utilized him a little bit in the first game. But haven't seen him since. I think he, he's good catching the ball out of the backfield. He was seemed to be a good blocker, and they were going to use him as a fullback. They kept him on the roster, seemed to be for some reason. Any idea why they haven't utilized? Well, Steve, him Steve, I don't, I don't agree with you. I mean, honestly, I, I think Hunter Lipke has actually added. Every single game, it seems like his workload has been more and more each game. I, I'm not sure I'm seeing seeing it the way you're seeing it because I feel like uh, they do add a little bit more to his plate every single game. I saw it in this last game with the Chargers. I saw him line up basically as a tight end. I've seen him at fullback. I've seen him with the, uh, running the ball and, and getting into the end zone. We've seen him as the lead blocker. We've seen him catch out of the backfield. We've seen him on special teams. I think he's actually... The trajectory of Hunter Lipke is way f- faster than I thought it was going to be. So I disagree with you there. I think they really like him, and I think they're continuing to add stuff to his plate. He's not the lead running back. Maybe he could be. You know, I mean, not not as the starter, but maybe he could, could have that role a little bit more. So um, I'm not going with you on that one. I think the Cowboys are very excited about Hunter Lipke, and I think that they're giving him uh, opportunities to, to grow right right before our eyes. 
Because people were talking about bringing in other running backs and other mm-hmm. uh, other things that I'm talking about. You want to you want to go to Lipke or what we have? All right. Well, I mean, and that's that's definitely uh, an option there. So, um, Steve, you have any other question, or is that it? No, that was it. All right. Well, thanks. I appreciate the call, and and you know, and that's 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 another thing. That, I mean, that's what the Cowboys are trying to figure out here. I mean, you, you know, what do you do? Do do you do you go on the outside and and bring someone in and and you know, the, there's that term progress stopper, which I don't think the fans really care about that right now. I think they want to go win win games and try to win Super Bowl, and and I get it. Um, but it, you know, you are trying to develop your own players, and and so it's just got to make sense. It's the, the moves have to make sense, and there's more factors than just saying you know and I keep going back to Madden but I think people think like that like I've got a 77 overall player I need to get an 85 it just doesn't work that that way because there's way more to it involved there and and so I do think the Cowboys are thinking about stuff and I think they're I think they're on the phone I think they're they're, they're looking I don't necessarily buy that part about Jerry saying it's got to come to me I don't I don't that's not why you have 20 scouts and and all the coaches and the executives like that. I mean, they're they're look. They know what's out there. They know what other teams are possibly trying to do and move players. They know the contract situations of other guys. And so, um, you know, it wouldn't surprise me at all if the Cowboys initiate a move and 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 make one. All right, uh, Sebastian in Savannah, Georgia. Sebastian, what's up? Good morning. Good morning. And shout out to Mike and Savannah. I heard him call the other day. We had almost the same call. And yeah. Well, yeah. What was going on? I mean, Savannah just <laughs> dominating there. I, I we're, love it. I we're love keeping it. an eye on the team. What I wanted to say is like, uh, I, I disagree with something because it's been happening since like the Jason Garrett administration. I feel like this front office has a lot of faith that they put into the first back on this team. And I, I feel like we have, we might already have on the team, the type of back that we need as far as Rico Dotto goes and Hunter Lipke. So before the death of the trade deadline and like going out and getting a big name or something like that, I would be putting these guys to their paces in these next couple of games to see if they can do it or not. You know, I mean, Deron Bland has showed you these rookies can play yeah. from a very young age. As far as uh, what we need, I, I tweeted this morning. I don't know if you saw it. I would love to find like a linebacker, like uh Rolando McLean. I don't know if that's going to be Rashad Evans, but I think we need another linebacker for depth. But the move that I really want is if we go out there, and I'm willing to go as high as the second round, because a lot of our second rounders don't pan out. Our first are great, but our second rounders don't always pan out. A defensive tackle, that's really what we wanted Mozzie Smith to be already. Because yeah. I feel like Mozzie Smith is going to take more time to develop, and I'll hang up a list. And All, right. Have a great All right. All uh, right. You know what? I like where you're thinking. I mean, I like where you're thinking about second rounders, because you're right. It's been a position. I mean, it's been a spot in the in the draft where the Cowboys get, you know, kind of they they get risky, um, and that's that's where I think Jerry has has uh, that's where his hands are kind of have been his fingerprints on the draft a lot. Is that second round? Um, go back. You could go back a decade. They there's there's several players they've drafted of, of saying, you know what, we have a first round grade on him, but injury wise. He's he's in the second round or off the field issues or whatever it is. We feel like we can steal some value by getting him in the second round. Go all the way back to Bruce Carter in 2011. Broke his leg, I believe, in in his senior year. Uh, they drafted him in the in the second round. Um, I mean, you, it goes on and on. I mean, obviously, you know, uh, Randy Gregory, Sean Lee. I mean, Sean Lee actually was before Bruce Carter. That was another example that worked. 
That worked. That might have been one of the reasons why they continued to do it because the Sean Lee, well, let's say it worked. He was a great player, but he was there in the second round because of injuries, and injuries is the reason why he's probably not, it wasn't a, you know, perennial pro bowler. I think he made it twice, but he could have been so great. And, and that's that's the thing. The Cowboys saw that in college. They just had to weigh, weigh all that. So second round, uh, you know, they, they got Trayvon Diggs, the Kelvin Joseph, um, Sam Williams. I mean, they, they, they're, they're going for players with, you know, a little bit of baggage maybe, but also trying to get some value. So why not jump jump the, the whole year and, and, and trade a second-round pick for a, a really, really talented player? You can get a lot of value for a second-round pick in, in, at this point in the season. So, uh, I mean, I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate that that move, if that have, especially if the Cowboys are going to keep drafting the way they are with that kind of strategy in the second round, that I'm fine going ahead and risking it on a, on a veteran player that's been proven uh, and doing it that way. So uh, I like that. I, li- I like that move. Um, now you said give the running backs a couple of games. I think they only have one. I mean, they only got one more game to do this. I think the deadline is uh, the 31st uh, next Tuesday. So, all right, uh, let's go to Marco in Vancouver, Washington. Marco. Yeah, how you doing? Good. How are you? Not too bad. Hey, uh, yesterday a caller asked the question about um, which player would you bring back, and you kind of spun it around on them. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, because it's easy, it's easy to pick Hall of Famers. Sure. And um, as soon as you said like not a Hall of Famer, the first guy that popped in my head was Travis Frederick. Um, yeah. And really, I thought about it more, and since he he left with his illness. Because he, he, his arrival is really kind of the arrival of the Cowboys' offensive line. I mean, that's what got DeMarco Murray paid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people talk about wanting rookie Dak and 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 Zeke's rookie year. Well, he was the, he was the one that kind of yeah. kept that line going yeah. and everything. And really, since he since he left, that's when the questions I feel started uh, about Dak and even Zeke when he was here. The running game, they all kind of kind of went down so um yeah if i could bring back one guy it'd be travis frederick and i, I mean i kind of was hopeful with tyler biotich because um you know they kind of had similar credentials coming sure. out of college wisconsin yeah but um you know, travis i think was just a little bit bigger you know there's a finesse that's involved with with that position too and but uh, you need that size and i think that's where Tra- uh biotich kind of kind of lacks at the moment yeah yeah um, and and you know i mean uh, we all, we obviously have seen mid round picks, fourth, fifth, sixth rounders. We've seen them shine, but you know you, you're seeing the difference of them drafting Travis Frederick in the first round and dra- drafting Biotish in the fourth. You know um, that th- that was the difference. I mean, they they were different there. Yeah, well, that, that's another thing that's always kind of baffled me the last few years, um, especially since he's been gone. People are always arguing over should we take a tackle or a guard, or you know, can the tackle play guard? Um, I was, and I've always kind of argued we need a center. We need to replace Travis, you mm-hmm. know, since he's been gone. Yeah. Um, I just kind of, kind of hope maybe they, they kind of start looking that way more when they have the opportunity, um, yeah. to, to kind of, to get those type of players earlier in the draft. Too. All right. All right. Um, Appreciate that. I appreciate the call. You know, the center has been kind of interesting. The last couple of years, it looked like the Cowboys might focus on that because, you know, Biotish was struggling a little bit and, and or just hadn't developed like like you 
thought he 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 would. Um, it, it took a little time. So I think it was what two years ago. You know, there was some talk that maybe they would draft a center when they drafted Tyler Smith. You know, there were some centers out there. They they didn't take any center. Uh, They didn't. They weren't in love with some of the the centers that were out there, Um, and and they they felt like what they had was was better than than that. As it turned out, he made the Pro Bowl. Um, Not take that back. He didn't make the Pro. He made the Pro Bowl this past year, Um, but. Either way, I mean, I mean, Biotis has, has his development has been better, so you know, I I, I feel like something's got to give here because you know he's another guy with a contract that that's coming up and they they got to make some decisions on him. They're going to see what his long term health looks like. But yes, it's one of those positions that could be upgraded, but it's um, it's working uh, for the most part, and I don't think it's it's you know. I don't think it's too troublesome at this at this moment, but like a lot of positions, you could get better at it. All right, Chris in San Angelo, what's up? Hey, doing well, Nick. I love your show, and thank you for taking my call. So this this game this game you're you're okay this weekend, not pulling for the Rams, right? Like you're you're not gonna pull for the Rams all the way. If you want to know the truth, I haven't. I'm not really sure how they're doing because I don't think it's so good. All so. right, I'm talking about Angelo State Rams, Absolutely. which which I've seen. I don't know what their color scheme looks like right now, but I've seen them. They look a lot like the L.A. Rams at uh, times. The way they they yeah, yes, very similar. Lot of, lot, lot of similars. Hey, I just had one question, Nick. Um, with the uh, success of uh, recent success of the. Rangers, basically the team across the street. Do you mm. think that adds any kind of pressure to ownership, coach, um, anything like that? You know, it's like they yeah. hired them a new guy, and then boom, they're in the <laughs> yeah, they're in the series. <laughs> I, you know, yeah. I, I, it might be a silly question. No, I'm it's sorry. not. It's, it's not. It's not. I mean, it, it gets talked about. It, it gets talked about here. I just, I don't necessarily think it adds. I mean. Let's let's be honest. How much more pressure could the Cowboys be under? I mean, how many? How much more pressure? I mean, their 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 head coach has won twelve games in a row, two years in a row, and if he doesn't win twelve games this year or go to the NFC Championship game, there will be a lot of talk about maybe a change. Right on. What more pressure can you have? I mean, the pressure is here. It's nice. The Rangers, yeah, but the Rangers are not the Cowboys. And let's, I, I love watching the Rangers. Whatever the, the, you know, Friday night, game one. I don't know what, what, what kind of rating that's going to be like on, you know, from television ratings. It, it'll probably equal the Cowboys preseason game. That's what, you know, I mean, so I don't know. Maybe there's the sponsors feel differently maybe they feel like oh you know maybe you know that they're trying to get deals done and if the rangers want it all it might affect but we're we're all everyone's pulling for the rangers i think and i i don't think it affects oh, one way or another i really don't all right well thank you for all answering right. that anyway yeah all right. all right chris well have a great weekend um i say weekend yeah, it's thursday you can say weekend yeah when, once football starts it's it's it pretty much starts the weekend, and I know the, uh, there's NFL games, I guess, tonight. So that that's it's close enough to go with the weekend. Let's actually go to break here. Let's go to break here on Cowboy Storyline. We got more calls and more texts to get to. We'll be right back on Cowboy Storyline. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable, and now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run eighty miles per hour. <laughs> 
But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot, Rowdy, cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a shoulder to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say, give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks girl, better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find Find a location near you. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Back to Cowboys Storylines. All right. Back here on Cowboys Storylines. You can call us at 888-855-2297 or send us a text, 817-290-3298. We do have a a text here. I'll get right to it. Um, This is Arthur from Spring, Texas. He says, uh, great show. Thank you. Uh, is it possible we place too much confidence in Mozzie Smith's development as a starter? How can we scheme Deuce more as a slot receiver? Well, we didn't put the confidence on we didn't put confidence on Mozzie Smith. The Cowboys did by drafting him. I mean, when when you draft a player in the first round, there's a lot of players to take there. So usually what you're doing is is you're drafting a guy that can help you right now. Uh, in some way, and then down the road, he could be a big-time starter. But but most of the time, as a first-round pick, you, you expect them to start. That's why you're taking them, um, to be better than than what you have. So, And that hasn't been the case so far with Mozzie. So I don't think we have put too much expectations. First-round picks typically come in and contribute one way or another. That hasn't happened yet. Um, not giving up on him, just saying that, that, you know, that it just hasn't gelled just yet. Um Deuce as a slot receiver, but I don't. That's a stretch right there. I, I don't. I don't see that as a slot receiver. I think he could be a gadget type player, uh, but but you know they haven't 
figured out the role for him just yet. Uh, and, and when they have given him the ball, you know, he hasn't been highly productive either. It's one thing to go up against guys that aren't going to be in the league, like in the third, fourth quarter of a preseason game. But when you're playing actual starters, it's been a little different for him. So not to say he can't develop as well, but right now that's not the best option there. All right, let's go to Bruce in Houston on the line. Bruce, what's up? Hey, Nick. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. I, I, Mozzie Smith, I still think it was a great draft. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's not a splash position. No. Defensive tackle. They got him to to replace Hankins when he retires or when they don't mm-hmm. re-sign him. Uh, you know, would I like to see him, you know, playing 40% of snaps? Absolutely. But I think he's going to grow in that position. I think we're going to be really glad we got him a year or two down the road. Yeah. That being said, you know, we were talking about earlier, you have about which player to, or position to trade. And I think running back is because we basically already traded. We swapped. Well, we traded uh, Joseph for that number one cornerback. I can't pronounce his name from Miami. Yeah. But what, what what is the team feel about him? Is he, I mean, he's a first-round talent. Did we have him rated that high? Yeah. Uh, I don't know that. Um, I don't know where they had him rated. I You know, obviously – probably pretty high because, you know, he hasn't done anything in Miami and they traded for him. Now, you know, Kelvin Joseph was probably going to get released. So, you know, what you can get for him. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's try, Let, let's try to get, you know, Igbenogany is who you're talking about. Try to get him in here and, and see if, you know, maybe he can, he can develop a little bit and, you know, maybe working with guys like, you know, Trayvon Diggs was, was, the plan with and also Stephon Gilmore and you know and Al Harris I mean Al Harris is, he played the position uh you know for the for the Packers for many many years and now he's the coach and sometimes players just need a little bit of a of a of a change a change in scenery a change in, in the voices around them uh maybe the perspective of a player that that's played not to say that you have to be playing in the NFL to be a coach there's some great ones that never step foot on a field but but sometimes you know you can relate differently to a coach that's actually done it you can youtube his highlights and see what he's done and so when he's telling you things that he thinks you should do it might register a little different so that's kind of the plan um they're not they're not you know giving up on him i mean he he's been he's behind the eight ball same with mozzie like you mentioned in the first part of the call you know mozzie got drafted and now he's got to come in and be better. Well, you know, let's let's not forget that they drafted two third-round picks back-to-back years, I believe. No, and Neville Gallimore and Osa Odigizua, and they've you know signed um, Hankins or traded for Hankins and then re-signed him. And and Gallimore and and is playing better than than he has in in the in the past. And Osa's playing out of his mind. So. Drafting Mozzie Smith has has kind of lit a fire in some other people as well, which making it a little tougher for Mozzie to get on the field. Again, I'm not making excuses. He's a first-round pick. You, you'd think he'd be playing a little bit more than he is, but there's some circumstances here uh, as well, and, and, and he's having a hard time you know, beating out the guys that, that were ahead of him that are playing pretty well. All right, um, let's go with Nigel in Arizona. Nigel. Yes, sir. How you doing? Not very well, and yourself? I'm good. What's up, bud? Oh, not too much. Is this Nick? Yep. Yeah, we're at, you're on the you're on the uh, the air. Let's go. Nice. All right, coach. I'm on it. I'm on it. <laughs> um, couple of, couple of things, Nick. Um, you know, it seems that we get some kind of continuity in training camp. Training camp is what it is. You know, no hitting, etc. But 
you know, I mean, I love Michael Gallup. Great, but, you know, obviously we all know there's some issues going on there. So isn't it time, like other teams, to pull some of these guys off the, off the shelf, like the two Jalen's, and just see what they give us? As well as I think Turpin should be in there at least one down every four. Stretch that field if you're going on a pass run, uh, pass play, uh, et cetera. It just seems like, uh, you know, we need a spark somewhere. Same thing with Deuce. I know the last game he played, he couldn't cover, uh, he couldn't block, but, you know, they pinned their ears back because we were down and, you know, kind of left them in a, in a no-win scenario. But uh, I think him in the backfield with Tony, splitting them out maybe out on screens or get just give him a moment to get open, and he and you know that. He can do the rest. Yeah. So, thank you, Nick. I appreciate you. All right. Thanks, Nigel. I, I appreciate that. Uh, thanks for the call. And, you know, uh, there's been some talk this week about that. Um, you know, here on the show, I, I can't say that, that they're talking about uh, reducing Gallup's workload. I, I don't I – don't, I don't know if that'll happen, but the good thing is, is that receiver, you probably can do that better than any other position where you can just, you know, there's a lot of different packages. There's, there's different sets uh, where, you know, if you want to put uh, Turpin and Tolbert on the field a little bit more, you can do that. And, and, and it, you know, does Gallup's reps go down? Yeah. And, and it, it seems like it's possible to happen. So, you know, I, I think I think that if that's what they feel, then we can see that happening. I mean, was it just a few years ago? I mean, I, I remember Noah Brown was the fifth receiver. He was getting some reps. Cedric Wilson was getting reps in there, you know, and so they 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 have ways of getting the more, you know, if they want to see these wide receivers do something, you can do it. And you can do it at the expense of Gallup's reps. So um, if if they're thinking along your lines, that definitely could happen. I've said it before. I I just I'm not worried about. See if you can just forget about right now because it doesn't matter right now. Forget about Michael Gallup's contract. Just forget what it is, and then just have him for the role that he has. Third receiver mixing in with Tolbert. That's fine. Um, and if he if he gets less reps, that's okay. But I think he's got value. I think he can make plays for you. I think that you know. It, Dak threw him the ball 10 times. He caught three. That's not going to work in the future, but they did something to get open for 10 times. Or, you know, I don't know if he was open all the time, but I, I think that, you know, Dak has trust in him. Let's just, I just not discount him just yet. Okay. He, he, this is the way Gallup has been. He'll come up and surprise you when you need him the most. He will make a play for you. And so I, I firmly believe that. I just wouldn't give up on him. All right. Eric in North Carolina is our next caller. Eric, what's up? What's up, Nicky Nick? What's good, brother? <laughs> How you doing? Man, good. Good show today. And if I say my comment, I definitely want to agree with you about Michael Gallup. Just give him time. He had a catastrophic injury. He's still finding his way back, honestly. Yeah. But he will make a play. He is someone that has extreme rapport with Dak. So let's keep these guys that have the familiarity with the system and the quarterback. Yeah. As long as possible. So I agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah. Uh, I just want to comment on, like, all the trade talk and everything. You know, I, w- I would rather the Cowboys not make a deal at the deadline if it's, if they got to make a deal that shows us to be desperate or we have to go our way to make the deal by giving up a first round or getting up a second round for the guy that's not even worth it type deal. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. So, I, I, you know, if it makes sense, do it. 
my 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 lead thing would be probably like my lead trade idea or great scenario would probably be the guy from Tennessee, the running back. You yeah. know, um, let me let me ask you this, we, Eric. We, let me ask you this yeah. though. So, when you said it's got to make sense, would you rather it make sense right now for week eight of the season and and moving on, or do you think making sense means could help right now, but will also help? Two to three years down there. What is your definition of making sense? It helps immediately, but it also protects us in the future as well, as far as losing guys. Mm-hmm. So yes, it's a short-term fix, but also a long-term fix as well. Certain guys, I think it will work. You know what I'm saying? That's why I lean to the guy Henry, man. You know, when 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 Dak and Tony Pollard had a bruising change of pace. Short yardage back, it helped Tony Pollard and it helped back, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, when we had Zeke, it made a better it, it showed to be a better version of Pollard. And I don't I'm not sure if the if him carrying a load is too much for him right now. I'm not sure if it is or not, honestly. So bringing in a guy like Henry relieves a lot of pressure for him. We go back to that 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 lightning and thunder type system, which helps Pollard in my opinion. You got a downhill bruising runner like like this guy. It would definitely help that. You have to squeeze more guys in the box that's going to create opportunities on the outside with our receivers. I think that would be the most legitimate move to me outside of linebacker depth. You know, so that's just yeah. my take on that. But don't trade for this guy if they want a first or, or they want some outlandish trade terms. Don't do it. We'll just sit, sit pat because yeah. our future is more important than the present, in my opinion. But if you can soothe both, Make the move. That's my that's my take, um, Nick. So thank All you right. for taking my call again. All right. And uh, Cowboys right. for life, brother. All right. Thank, thank you, Eric. And the one thing you kind of just said there at the very end, the future is more important than the present. That's interesting. I don't think fans feel that way. I don't think a lot of them do. I mean, I, I think I, they, they, they went, sit there in April and when the draft rolls around and they're like, why don't we have more picks? Like, oh, yeah, because we traded for this and that. Okay, like you might get frustrated then. But as, as for right now, you know, I think they, they want to go make, make a move. And so – and you even said it yourself. You kind of changed. You're like, I want to make a move for the future if it makes sense. But you're talking about trading for a running back who's – you know, he's up there in, in age and, you know, for a running back. And uh, he's probably not somebody you'll be, you know, building around for, for a lot of years. So – Anyways, um, you know, I, again, I don't, I don't know what the Cowboys are going to do. I don't know if they feel the same way. I know that they've said we like our players, we like our guys. They're always going to say that. They also said running, drafting running backs is is really not a smart decision in the first round. They said that on the Tuesday before the NFL draft in 2016 when they took Zeke with the fourth pick. So there's there's a lot of things when you talk to the media about what you might do. I mean, these guys are business guys. I mean, they they know. I mean, so you can't just read into a lot of things. Do I think they're going to do something? I would be surprised if they did not. And I usually am the other way. Be surprised if they did. I'd be surprised if they don't. I I think they're going to do something uh, to to add to this team. All right, uh, let's go to Josh. He's in upstate New York. Josh. Nick, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good, man. I've been listening to you since like the early 2000s. I can't find to talk to you. This rules. I got your book. Thank you for all your work, awesome. your writing, your analysis over the years. Just thank you. Thank you, Josh. <laughs> Appreciate that. Yeah. What do you got? Yeah, for man. Us? I got uh, two two questions for right. you. One's kind of a hypothetical. If you could take uh, Romo eight years into his career <laughs> or Prescott eight years into his career, which one are you taking and why? Okay. Um, are you, what, what would you take? 
Uh, it's a pretty easy question for me. It'd be Romo. I always thought that he elevated the play of his receivers around him, whereas I feel like Prescott needs his receivers play to elevate him. Eight uh, years. Hold on now. Eight years into their career or eight years into being the starting <laughs> quarterback? Because it, it's a different question. Good question. Yeah. It is a good question. Yeah, we'll I get mean, there. Because uh, eight, yep. eight, yeah, eight years into Romo's <laughs> career is 2011. And uh, yep. but he'd only been the starter for like three or four years, you know. Dak had been yeah, yeah. taking a lot of hits now for eight years, so yep, it's a tough one. Yep. Um, I don't know uh, from when they started playing, from when he started playing for the Cowboys. Yeah, like was it the QB one? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Romo. I, I mean, I think Romo, you know, was was figured things out a little bit more there. Um, it took him longer um, to to develop. I mean, he's an undrafted guy from Eastern Illinois, and Parcells, you know, um, saw something in him and 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 said, you know, and 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 they they liked him right away. I remember Darren Woodson telling the story about how his rookie year, Romo was on the scout team, and they he told him he pulled him aside and said, "You're the best quarterback we have on this team. Uh, you give us the most problems of any quarterback that we face in practice." Um, and of course, that was Quincy and. Clint Sterner and Chad Hutchinson. I mean, they weren't talking about, you know, pro bowlers either, but, but he said that they could see it right away. And so, but it took him a little bit and you could tell later on in his career, he really started figuring out angles and things like that, but the injuries kind of caught up to him. So, um, but this is not a Romo versus Dak debate. I, 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 I love both those guys. I think both of them are good in their own way. And I think their their careers right now as it stands have been pretty similar to what to what they they've done and what they're they're you know have tried to do, what they haven't been able to to accomplish, um, you know, to get over the, the, the top. I mean, I think that where they are ranking NFL quarterback wise has always been about the same. They've been in that next wave of of elite guys and mainly the reason for that is because of lack of postseason success um you know when you when you don't do that then that's what you got to get put in another you know category unless you're just dan marino and you know but, but you know if you're not you're not putting up all kinds of numbers and stats then you get put there but anyways that's uh that's kind of where we stand there on that um all right let's let's uh Let's end this thing. We I don't have any other calls on the line. I think we're uh, we're good to go. We got uh, Cowboys break coming up here in a, in a few minutes, so make sure and stick around for that. We got podcasts going all day long today and tomorrow as we get you ready for the Cowboys and the Rams on Sunday. But we'll be back here tomorrow on Cowboys Storyline. We'll be picking the game. We'll be having some fun, taking calls and text messages. As always. All right, for Chris Beam, I'm Nick Eatman. We will see you tomorrow on Cowboy Storyline. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix.